0: Hi there, this is The Stockholmer, the podcast that connects you to the most inspiring people in Sweden's capital.
1: The Stockholmer. People actually need some place to release their tensions, yeah, physically and then also mentally. But we want to create a different type of routine, which is Japanese inspired.
0: Yoga teacher Ai Hiroshima Yelm is originally from Tokyo. She met her Swedish husband in a very famous furniture store. Now she's bringing a taste of the East to Stockholm's thriving wellness scene and helping stressed out locals to unwind.
1: The Stockholmer.
0: Hi, great to have you on the podcast. We're recording this right after one of your classes at a very unusual yoga venue in the city, the East Asian Museum on the island of Hepholmen in Stockholm. So we're in this very echoey room surrounded by stone carvings from across East Asia, some of them hundreds of years old. And we've been listening to live music by Japanese composer Sayori Hayashi, which we'll talk about a little bit later But first of all, before we discuss your work, I'd love you to very quickly share with our listeners the amazing love story that brought you to Stockholm in the first place.
1: Uh, Maria, thank you for having me. Um, I was working in IKEA for about 10 years ago when they first opened the first very first IKEA um, store in Tokyo. And my husband is a journalist, so he came to write about the IKEA story. So um, that's where I met him and then I decided, or we decided, to move to Stockholm. I'm sure so many of the people participating in your
0: classes are, are glad that you made that move. Let's talk about your work then. What you've been doing here today, museum yoga, talk us through exactly what it is and the kind of experience you're hoping to create that's, that's different from other yoga classes.
1: So uh, we actually had um, we had a 60-minute uh, yoga session. It's called asana. It's a physical practice. And then um, that was with the live music by Sayuri. And then after that, we had a um, Japanese-inspired vegan breakfast, and that was a uh, cabbage, uh, and then also white beans and so, soy milk, and then also the um, sourdough. Yoga usually connects to like um, smoothie or like healthy juice and so on, but we want to have like something different. We try to create the whole experience of the Japanese healthy lifestyle in Stockholm.
0: And having the class in this museum where the raw food is prepared in the cafe and where we're surrounded by all of this ancient culture how does that affect your classes? I mean, it seems like such a calm atmosphere in here.
1: Yeah, I, I was also surprised. I mean, I've been here to just check the venue. Um, I was surprised um, that there are so much energies, and I think the location is quite important. Of course, you can do yoga at home and anywhere, sports gym or yoga studio, and so on. But um, in order to uh, in order to feel the Atmosphere so that it doesn't just uh, end in a um, physical experience but to go beyond your physical body. I think these, like uh, statues and then art and paintings at the museum, actually contribute to yeah, our experience. Mm-hmm.
0: What about the live music, specially composed, Japanese-inspired, performed in front of the class participants, with a keyboard, a computer, all sorts of uh, wacky electronic <laughs> gadgets? Uh, what does that, in your opinion, add to the experience?
1: I guess um, so. In yoga, it's quite important that you listen to your breath and so on. But also the vinyasa yoga that I'm teaching, vinyasa music is. Um, Music is quite uh, important part uh, in Vinyasa yoga. So when we did a chanting om in the beginning of the class, she actually used that in the mu- live music. So we were actually doing the yoga with what we have chanted. So we want to make the, this like feeling of, uh, we are at this moment. We are not in the past or in the future. and. I think live music can actually create this sense of being at this moment.
0: Do you think it's an experience that Stockholmers in particular are in need of? I mean, people here work fewer hours, they have longer holidays, they do a lot more exercise and training, as you say, than people in other capitals. But at the same time, the city does have a reputation for high levels of sick leave, people hitting the wall. And I guess in a way, that's why
1: wellness businesses like yours are, are starting to thrive in this city. Swedish people train a lot, much more than Japanese people. But in a way, um, I don't know, I feel like it becoming like a must. OK, I must train today like it is like so much pressure and I, but i i don't think training or or at least your practice shouldn't be a pressure and then also I think it's a lot to do with the climate, the Swedish climate, that it's quite dark and cold during the winter. So people actually need some place to release their tensions, physically and then also mentally. And then I believe that yoga and whole this concept of eating well and then listening, using your uh, five senses can actually um, achieve that goal. You
0: come from Tokyo, a very busy, dynamic city. Millions of people live there, more than in the whole of Sweden. What do you think Stockholmers might learn from Tokyo?
1: It's interesting that you actually uh, brought that up, because I was thinking, you know, we all take subways in Stockholm, and in the, it's not the nicest experience for me to be on the Stockholm subway, because in Tokyo, I, I believe that it's 100 times more people in subway, but somehow people... Um, actually care about other people so like no pushing or no like you know if you bump into someone you just say excuse me or something like that so uh, I think like it's sweet maybe like we can take that mindful politeness into like even like off the mat on the mat people are so they are focusing on their body and the mind and so on but once you're off the mat even at work or home you can actually use that experience into normal life you can still apply that this like beautiful attitude towards others
0: Let's talk about your career, you weren't always a yoga teacher, as you mentioned you used to work in retail, you've worked in fashion, you've had a number of office jobs, what was it that inspired you to turn these lifestyle habits from Japan combined with your passion for yoga and work life balance here in Sweden? into a job, into a career, into a business?
1: Um, so I myself am Japanese. I, I, bo- I was born and grew up in Tokyo. So I had this attitude towards my work that I, I was the one who couldn't switch off from the work. So I was thinking about work all the time and even during my vacation. And I started yoga actually after I moved to Sweden. So, um, and then I was quite stressed and then I had quite many stress related disease. And I, I realized one day that like, No, I actually want to be the other side. I want to spread how yoga helped me to release all these stresses and then the feelings that are stuck in my body. And if I can do that, everybody can do that.
0: And how did you find Stockholm as a location in which to start your business? It has a great reputation for helping entrepreneurs, but was that your experience?
1: It was, I guess it's actually the best city to um, start your own business, uh, I, I feel like there are so much supports from both uh, state and then also there are many seminars that you can attend for free, and then also even like tax information and so on. It seems to be quite complicated, but there is always like information available. So I find it it was quite easy to start. What about the hardest thing? There must have been some challenges along the way. Yes, um, I would say um, it's uh, it's it's surprising but uh, swedish people and japanese people have a lot in common i find that the swedish people are quite shy and so that's japanese so building up business network like yoga network how to contact like yoga studios and so on from student to be a teacher that was quite challenging yeah i didn't have the network from the beginning but uh i think it's uh, it's working you can
0: certainly see the bond between you and a lot of your students, the people participating in your class. And, and hopefully there'll be a lot of people who already have an interest in yoga listening to this. But I also want to go right back to the beginning and, and ask you what your advice would be for someone that's curious about yoga, that wants to get involved.
1: How much of an impact can it have? It can, it can have a lot. I mean, I... It took me like two to three yoga classes to really get what it is. Even if you have a doubt for the first time after you took class, I I think you you shouldn't give up. You should keep going and then something will open up. It's like it changed my way of thinking. It just changed my way of being as well. And I could see that, okay, I'm open.
0: How do you feel looking back on where you've come from and where you are now, comparing this very calm life in Stockholm too, those days when you were
1: living in Tokyo? Oh, it feels like, wow, I've come a long way, actually. But I can still see that it, 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 that, that is my journey. I mean, without like, working in many companies, like office job, without those jobs, I wouldn't probably come to yoga. So all of those histories are actually what I am. But I'm glad that I come here. And I guess journey continues. Yoga is alive. Long journey
0: You've been listening to The Stockhomer, an independent production by Maddie Savage, with support for this season's episodes by Capital and My News Desk. Special thanks to our communications team, Hype United, Benoit Derrière for sound assistance, Simeon Ghost for sharing their music, and Richard Stevens for designing our logo.